There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 145, page 520. I will magnify thee, O God, my King, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Every day will I give thanks unto thee, and praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and marvelous worthy to be praised. There is no end of his greatness. One generation shall praise thy works unto another, and declare thy power. As for me, I will be talking of thy worship, thy glory, thy praise, and wondrous works. So that men shall speak of the might of thy marvelous acts, and I will also tell of thy greatness. The memorial of thine abundant kindness shall be showed, and men shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, long-suffering and of great goodness. The Lord is loving unto every man, and his mercy is over all his works. All thy works praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints give thanks unto thee. They show the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power. That thy power, thy glory, and mightiness of thy kingdom might be known unto men. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all ages. The Lord upholdeth all such as fall, and lifteth up all those that are down. 
The eyes of all wait upon thee, O Lord, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand and fillest all things living with plenteousness. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him. Yea, all such as call upon him faithfully. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will help them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but scattereth abroad all the ungodly. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh give thanks unto his holy name for ever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. It was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Here beginneth the 16th verse of the 11th chapter of Numbers. So the Lord said to Moses, Gather to me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be of the elders of the people, and officers over them. Bring them to the tabernacle of meeting, that they may stand there with you. Then I will come down and talk with you there. I will take of the spirit that is upon you, and will put the same upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you, that you may not bear it yourself alone. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord, and he gathered the seventy men of the elders of the people, and placed them around the tabernacle. Then the Lord came down in the cloud, and spoke to him, and took of the spirit that was upon him, and placed the same upon the seventy elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied, although they never did so again. But two men had remained in the camp. The name of one was Eldad, and the name of the other was Medad, and the spirit rested upon them. Now they were among those listed, but who had not gone out to the tabernacle, yet they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. So Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, one of his choice men answered and said, Moses, my Lord, forbid them. Then Moses said to him, Are you zealous for my sake? Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. And Moses returned to the camp, he and the elders of Israel. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 23rd verse of the 4th chapter of Acts. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God, who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, 
who by the mouth of your servant David have said, Why did the nations rage, and the peoples plot vain thing? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly, against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were for all who were possessor, possessors of lands or houses sold them, and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had need. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country, country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful God, that thy church, being gathered together in unity by thy Holy Spirit, may manifest thy power among all peoples. For the glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the same Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. 
O God, who as at this time didst teach the hearts of thy faithful people by sending to them the light of thy Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things, and evermore to rejoice in his holy comfort, through the merits of Christ Jesus our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the same Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A few thoughts here. In, um, in our first lesson from the book of Numbers, we read about the appointment of the 70 or the 72 elders to assist Moses in his ministry. Number 70 or 72 depends on whether or not you count Eldad and Medad. And this is probably why there is discrepancy in Luke chapter 10 in the manuscripts, in the Greek manuscripts that we have, as to whether or not Jesus sends out 70 or 72. And in a way, both are right. But either way, this event here in Numbers is significant, not only because it serves uh, to lift the burden off of Moses, as Jethro had told him to do, but, but also because it prefigures this event in Luke chapter 10, where Jesus sends out the 70 to preach the good news outside of Jerusalem. And so the number 70 is important, and it comes from what's referred to as the table of nations in Genesis chapter 10. And this table of nations was uh, a list of all of the uh, non-Israelite ancient nations. So it was representative in a sense of the Gentiles. So Jesus is taking up this same Old Testament pattern in his ministry as he sends out the 70 or 72, which represents then the, the good news of the gospel going out from Israel then to the nations. It's also then representative of the church's ongoing mission uh, led by the Spirit to preach the gospel to all peoples, all groups, all nations. And then in our second lesson here in Acts chapter 4, so we read about, uh, well, first we read about this prayer of the community after the release of the disciples um, from prison. And there's two things to note about this prayer, I think. So first, regarding the content itself, at the heart of this prayer, we find the citation from Psalm 2. And here, what the psalmist is doing is he's questioning the intentions of the other nations. So he's questioning the intentions of the other nations as they're plotting against God and his anointed king of Israel um, in the context of Psalm 2. And he's wondering about it because he knows, the psalmist knows, that God's plans cannot be thwarted or uh, confused or frustrated by any um, earthly rulers. So then it seems like what's happened here is prophetically this is fulfilled in the Romans and the Jews, so the nations, plotting together against Jesus and his execution. And then secondly, um, with this prayer, in the face of this plotting against Jesus then, 
and then now plotting against his followers. The disciples, it's significant, I think, here to note that they don't pray for deliverance from the trials, but rather what they pray for is they pray for the courage in the face of the trials to continue to proclaim the gospel with boldness. That is, they ask in the midst of their trials for courage to continue to do what it is that they've been called to do. And I, I wonder sometimes um, if that should become our prayer um, for those in trials, not so much then deliverance from the trials, but for courage from God, the, that grace of courage to remain faithful to what it is that we're called to do throughout the trial. And then we see that God responds tangibly to this prayer with a sort of Pentecostal experience and um, the church gathered there is filled with the Holy Spirit. And then the second half of this reading from Acts, we get this pretty famous snapshot of the early church community. And we see that it's characterized by, um, well, one, a, a kind of a wholehearted following and the recognition of the authority of the apostles, but then also when it, uh, significantly it's characterized by this sharing or this common sharing of goods. I think what's important here is to see is that the early church, the, the snapshots that we get of it, not only from the New Testament, but also just in the witness of other historical documents that we have in the early church, the church really functioned as a family. And, you know, that, that language, we kind of use that language in the church, oh, we're a family here. But I think it's it's it extends much further beyond kind of good and, you know, familial sentiments. The church really then did take care of each other as though it was taking care of its own brothers and sisters, which perhaps is a good way for us to think about and pray about um, how we interact with other Christians. I think in our American sensibilities, we have come to kind of see, you know, God first, you know, family second, church third. But it seems like what Jesus is doing in his ministry and the witness of the early church is that, you know, the reality is, is that this bond now, now that you share with your brothers and sisters in Christ actually supersedes then your blood bonds. Um, so it's just, I think it's a helpful challenge for us to think about and we're kind of very practically in brass tacks to think about, okay, if a Christian, a fellow Christian, a brother or sister in Christ presents with a need, how would I take care of this person if it was my actual blood brother or blood sister? And then prayer prayerfully and, and kind of discern for, or discerningly go from there. Okay, we'll continue with our intercession on page 590 and take a second call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands. 
that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our, all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Thanks, Father Kevin. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Have a good evening. Thank you.